Are you trying to stay up to date on crypto events? Well, you're in luck because we have another cryptocurrent for you right here, right now on The Cryptocracy. Welcome back, Cryptocrats. We are coming at you with this week's edition of Cryptocurrents, where we cover all things current events dealing with cryptocurrency and blockchain. And I am joined by our esteemed expert, Crypto Corey. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. I am staying cryptic. You're staying cryptic. What does that actually mean? I'm not certain, but uh, you say it so often, I I feel cool now that I... Yeah. Well, I think part of it, I mean, cryptic, it, part of it is not knowing. Like well, it, could yeah. be, it could be something different for everybody. So, um, so yeah, that's the that's what it means. All right. Um, well, we've got a few interesting stories to cover today, so I think we should just jump right in. Um, this is somebody we've never, I don't think, talked about on on this podcast, but I'm sure never thought we would have this on the podcast. Yeah, never thought uh, we talk about her, but the SEC has charged socialite kim kardashian uh for unlawfully touting ethereum max i actually heard about this uh i think just scrolling through social media but wasn't she like paid to yeah so it or something and if something i understand the story like correctly that? she uh had did a paid advertisement for ethereum max basically she posted on social media or something saying i love ethereum max all my friends love ethereum max it's really great buy ethereum max and didn't disclose that she was paid a quarter of a million dollars to to post that and so the sec says hey you're guilty of um of promoting an unlicensed security and um you did not disclose that you were being paid to to promote this and so they singled her out. She just agreed to pay like one point two six million uh, in in fines, uh, as opposed to just contesting it and just said, you know, basically she just said, "I'll pay the one point two million dollars and and walk away." Ima- imagine having so much money that you can just just drop one point two million dollars um, and just walk away, and that's the easier option, right? Um, my question is, I don't like social media influencers frequently. Yeah, so tout uh, stuff. I, I don't know if you paid remember. And they're not like expli- they don't explicitly say that they're paid. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember if you. Or how does that? How does that work? Like how come she got in trouble, but other. Yeah, so I think there's a lot to unpack here. First off, I don't. I don't know if you remember the cryptocurrency that we did probably about a month ago, where India was cracking down on sports figures and celebrities who were uh, promoting cryptocurrencies and not disclosing that they were that they were being paid for it. Um, I guess the U S has decided to follow suit. And uh, not only has Gary Gensler come out and said that it's an Ethereum max is an unlicensed security, which I think is debatable, but there, you know, he may, there, there, there may be some points that, that um, make it um, somewhat classifiable as, as a security. Um, I'm not a fan of Ethereum max. I think it's a junk token. Um, I think if you if you've bought Ethereum Max, um, you know, don't be mad at me. I, I I'm not I'm not trying to mock you, and make fun of you, but I think but it was a dumb coin. Um, it was a it was a pretty good idea. It just wasn't executed very well. And kind of like the Star Wars prequels. 
Well, the, the the Star Wars prequels might have even been a better a better execution than Ethereum Max. Oh no! I, I think Ethereum Max had some potential. The, the problem is, is that it got ahead of itself. It got so much hype and just not enough utility um, that the the price spiked and a lot of people uh, hopped in when it when it was high and then it just completely crashed and and a lot of people lost a lot of money. And that's the problem. I mean, we did a cryptocurrency what uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, talking about seventy-one percent of the people think that that they're going to make a billion dollars off of cryptocurrency. And and Ethereum Max is a classic example of no, you know, not doing your your due diligence, seeing something that's hot. Some celebrity promotes it, and you hop in, and you end up losing money. Now, having said that, do I think that she should have been fined one point, you know, two six million dollars? If you think for a minute that she wasn't paid to promote this and you went out and bought it because Kim Kardashian, Kim Kardashian is now your financial advisor. I, you kind of deserve what you get. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the government shouldn't be so much worried about what, what celebrities are saying, but maybe, maybe we should take a look at ourselves and, and the state of education in the U S and, and um, you know, if we're, if we're listening to celebrities and they're giving us our financial advice and we're buying it, we kind of deserve to lose our money. Yeah. That's not, a, I, I think the only celebrity you can probably uh, take financial advice from is Dave Ramsey, but yeah, that's kind of he, his, that's kind of his, old, that's, his thing. that's his whole deal. Yeah. He's, he's into it. I mean, there, there's a few celebrities that, um, you know, celebrity financial advisors, but that's, that's their thing. But I mean, I, I've been, uh, uh, a distant fan of Jim Cramer and he's wrong half the time uh, he opens his mouth. Um, so, I mean, you just, you just have to be really careful. So um, I, w- one of the things that I take issue with is, is this whole idea that um, cryptocurrencies are, most of them are securities and they're, they're going off of the the definition of if, if you're buying something and thinking that you're going to make money off of it, um, then it's a, then it's a, it's classified as a security. And the problem that I've had had with this definition when it comes to cryptocurrencies, um, and I've and I've expressed this before, we've talked about this, is that there isn't a precedent that I can think of. Now, keep in mind, I'm not a financial advisor. This is not financial advice. Don't go out and buy cryptocurrency because we we talk about it. We were not paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars. No, too. we weren't weren't paid squat. In fact, this this podcast costs us money. We don't make. Yeah, we're it. losing money on. This yeah, we're podcast. losing money on this podcast. So you, uh, you definitely shouldn't listen. To we us. only have eight listeners, and we don't make a dime off of them. Um, the, the the problem that I have with it is that there isn't a product out there like cryptocurrency where the the currency is needed to operate the system. So in order to use the system, you must have the cryptocurrency. And, and, and so it has utility in the system that you're, that you're buying into and stocks and securities just don't, they don't operate that way. Like I don't need to buy Walmart stock to shop at Walmart, nor do I need to buy Costco shop stock to have a membership at Costco and be able to shop at Costco. Um, and I don't even know if Costco is publicly traded. Maybe I haven't even paid attention to that. I don't think they are, but yeah, I but, could be wrong. But but my point is that any company that's publicly traded that also does business, I don't have to buy their stock to operate in inside of their inside of their system. Um, it would like it would be like uh, your internet provider having a a a security that you buy, but in order to get your internet to work, you have to to burn that that security that you've bought from them. And you also hope that the security goes up and you make money off of it. So I just don't, I think cryptocurrency exists in a class of its own. I think Gary Gensler is wrong. I, I don't think that they're securities. I think, I think 
that we need to open our minds to the fact that we we're in new territory with a new financial instrument um, that may be a class all into itself. And we need to get regulation around it about, um, you know, what, what the rules are instead of people like Kim Kardashian and Kim Kardashian getting fined $1.26 million for saying buy Ethereum max. Um, do I, you know, did she know anything about Ethereum max? Probably not. She, she, you know, her agent probably came to her and said, Hey, if you post this, they'll pay you a quarter of a million dollars. And she was like, sure. Buy Ethereum max. And a lot of dumb people, sorry, if you bought it, I don't, I'm not saying that you're dumb, but a lot of people just went out and they're not dumb people. They just made a dumb mistake. Yeah. It's just, there's a distinction. Yeah. So there's just a lot going on here. Um, you know, you got to be self-aware. You got to take care of yourself. You got to pay attention to what you're buying. You can't, if Kim Kardashian tells you to buy it, don't, please don't buy it. I don't care what it is. Don't, maybe don't buy it just because. Just because she said it. it. Maybe if you do your own research and there's something there, then that's fine. But. If you buy it just because Kim Kardashian, yeah. Now, if if you look at the if you look at Ethereum Max and what could have come out of the ecosystem, and I and I just don't think Ethereum Max is going anywhere. Um, but the whole idea of having a cryptocurrency around sporting events where you're able to pay to see the sporting event with the cryptocurrency and the people who are participating in the, participating in the sporting events um, get paid in the cryptocurrency, and you have this whole economy that could grow up or you know around the the cryptocurrency as part of that utility it's not a really strong use case but it is a use case and might have some merit um i just again i i don't think ethereum max is going anywhere i'd be very surprised if it's still around in a in a couple of years and and even relevant well rip to them all right uh well let's talk about our last story then Japanese gaming giant Sega may have heard of them. Nope, you missed one. I thought we had talked about that. The no. SEC chair, well, Gary well, Gensler. We we did, but uh, this is a whole separate. This it, is a whole separate. This is a whole separate it's issue. A different issue unto itself. Yes. So I I just want to I want to stress what what Gary Gensler is doing because this is this is uh it's related to the Kim Kardashian incident and we did talk about it. But he, but Gary Gensler has come out and said the law is clear that many of these cryptocurrencies are securities. I want to ask anyone who's in the law or who's a financial advisor who, or who knows anything about securities, which I don't, is the law really clear? No, is, that's why there's a is a is a billion dollar industry yeah, called lawyers that are yeah. that exist. Is the seventy year old law that he's quoting, uh, you know, way before the internet was ever conceived, way before anyone could understand what a digital asset is? I, I mean, the, the the whole idea that the law is clear about something that is brand new and doesn't have a category to fit into that's that's BS. Um, you know, Gary Gensler is dead wrong. The law is not clear. I've stated what I think is a very good argument for how cryptocurrencies shouldn't be considered to be a a security, at least under the, the, the current definition of if you buy in it to make a profit, then it must be a security because of the utility, because they they do exist and serve a purpose. And there are things that you do with the cryptocurrency besides investing in it. And when you're talking about a security, it is an instrument to make money on. That makes sense that there should be some regulation around it. And I'm not saying that cryptocurrencies shouldn't be regulated. 
What I am saying is no, the law is absolutely not clear that most of these cryptocurrencies are securities. And the fact that he is out there bullying people and fining people when we really haven't had a ruling on this from Congress where it needs to come from, not from some guy from MIT who happened to be appointed to be the head of the SEC by uh, President Biden um, could just go out there and start making laws all into himself and his little fiefdom. No, uh, he doesn't have that right, nor is it, in my opinion, clear that cryptocurrencies, many of these cryptocurrencies are securities. And the, the CFTC is saying, hey, these are commodities. Um, we need to be uh, the one regulating them. So if, if Gary Gensler is saying it's clear, but the CFTC, another uh, government agency, is saying, no, it's not. These are commodities. Uh, we should be the one who's in charge of it. I don't think he can, he can be out there saying that it's clear. And to all of our congressmen and senators out there, you are failing to do your job. Your job, you were elected to get in there and make laws around things like this, to study it out, to figure out, you know, what is a cryptocurrency? What's it used for? What is its value? What's what, you know, what's good about it? What's bad about it? And to make laws around it, not to abdicate your constitutional duty to some idiot. Actually, Gary Gensler's not an idiot, but, uh, but for the sake of my argument, for some idiot that they pulled out of MIT, who just now, uh, you know, carte blanche says that uh, th- these are securities. And, and in case you can't tell, it kind of ticks me off. So do you, do you think it's a, a power thing? Like he's just doing it because it feels good. I to think it's a political power. thing. I, I think um, there's a certain faction of the government that um, has issues with cryptocurrencies because they they enable financial freedom and kind of moves people outside the realm of, of government's ability to come in there and seize assets. Hmm. Um, you, government can't seize your Bitcoin unless it's on an exchange. If you have the wallet and you have the keys, you, you could you could memorize the key, and there's no way that they, that they could get it. I mean, they could torture you, but that would... they, they could torture you. You're in it. You're in a pretty bad spot at that yeah. point. There's, if the U.S. government to is about. torturing you for your Bitcoin keys, at that point, I'd give up the key. But um, but I mean, you don't have to. They they could torture you to death, and you still never reveal the key if you're tough enough not to break. So, and I think that the government does not like not having that control and that power. I, th- I think it really gets under the skin of some of, uh, of the people in power. Um, that's my little mini conspiracy theory. Um, yeah, put on your tinfoil hats. Yeah. Cryptocurrency is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. They can't, the genie's out of the bottle. They're not going to be able to put it back in. They're just going to have to deal with it and legislate around it and try to come to some, um, you know, sensible framework that we yeah. can operate under. That's fair. They need to do their own research and, make good they need to do their own research all right now you can go on to the okay all right uh japanese gaming giant sega to launch first blockchain game uh so sega's still around i thought nintendo put them out of business back in the day yeah no uh oddly enough sega's still around i mean i don't know how relevant they are uh not being a gamer um but yeah they're they're out there uh trying to launch the first blockchain game i you know have no idea what will what will will become of it or you know how well it will work but i i think it's uh i think it's interesting that you you have a brand name that's looking at this saying hey um and and they claim that sega is one of the largest japanese uh gaming companies and i you know i have no idea what that actually means oh i think there's two japanese game makers nintendo and sega yeah nintendo and sega (laughs) if Um, you say plural then yeah 
I mean, they so can one be of really the two, small. yeah, one one's the really, really big, one's really, really big, one's not so big, but they're um, the second largest by default. Yeah, so I, you know, I, I just think it's interesting that I think you're going to see more of this, um, and and I think that there there hasn't been a huge um, opening of the arms to uh, NFTs, which is really um, what what this is going to end up being, but. Um, there hasn't been a real huge opening of the arms of gamers into the NFT world. Like I just haven't seen that crossover yet. I th- I think the people who are into the NFT gamings are more along the lines of people like me who who are really enamored with blockchain and with the concept of NFT and the concept of of digital ownership. Um, but I think you're going to see more and more of it start to um, uh, bleed into the gaming industry and become part of the of the ecosystem and the reward system. So now you have the idea of, um, you know, uh, pay to play versus pay, you know, play to earn uh, type scenarios, or even a combination of, of pay to play, but, but, but play to earn. And then having these digital assets that, that you own that might be able to move from game to game. Uh, and then things that you could actually sell on, on a marketplace. I think that that's going to become a lot bigger than, than people, think uh regardless of what mark cuban says about buying land in the, in the metaverse in the metaverse um uh this this is going to be a big deal uh yep. you, you this is crypto core is going out on a limb here and saying that nfts blockchain gaming is going to be a multi multi-billion dollar uh industry before this is this is all over and i would expect it to hit in the next um i would say 3 to 5 years it's, it's going to be big and it's going to it's going yeah. to come quicker than people think yeah that's really interesting actually uh after we said all the stuff about how i didn't think sega was still around i realized that there's actually some games that i play pretty frequently that were published by sega so i feel really uh dumb right now so <laughs> forget what i said earlier there's a lot of uh game publishers i had to look it up cuz i was like wait a second yeah, so, I, again, I'm not. So, that, so, so what I'm saying, so I guess that it, that's important because it's a probably a bigger deal than maybe we made it to sound at the beginning because uh, Sega actually I, is a pretty big publisher. Yeah, I think you're, you're going to see Nintendo. You're going to see the Xboxes of the world. You're going to see the Playstations of the world having their own uh, NFT uh, ecosystems and their own exchanges. And it will just be another way that they can that they can make money. Because um, imagine it. I mean, uh, I think you, you play Call of Duty and... And I've played it. I haven't really. They come out with a new game every year. I play it. I get the new game about every three years. Yeah. Well, imagine just just imagine some of the the assets that that are in them, and and since they have you know three, four, five different different versions, imagine being able to build a character that that can be an NFT that you can build up and and have it be a certain level, and have equipment that belongs to this character that that then could move from from uh, one one version i guess or one uh, call of duty game to to another um I, I think that that there would probably be an appetite there for you to be able to develop a character and then then have that character move around and have the character actually belong to you and not just be a a game asset that belongs to yeah. uh microsoft but um but an asset that that belongs to you and then and then how microsoft could benefit from that is you know they they get you to pay 30 bucks for the game or your monthly Xbox yeah, games are usually like sixty bucks. Okay, sixty dollars, and then or your Xbox Live, um, you know, membership, and then you also have this uh, uh, exchange where there's all these assets for sale. 
um, that they get a percentage of every time every time they they sell something. Um, I think that there's a big financial incentive for the game, the gaming companies to to develop this type yeah. of a, of a play, and 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 I'll be clear, you don't need blockchain to do this. You, you don't. But what blockchain gives you, if it's if it's somewhat public, it allows other people to build on that blockchain, but it allows it to be somewhat independent of what Microsoft could control. Like Microsoft can't come in if they don't have your keys. Like you have if you have the ability to create your own account and then earn these assets and get them into your thing, they can't um they can't come in and take the assets from you. Now they could ban your your wallet address and keep you from playing in their games. Um, so by, you know, by de facto kicking you out of the games, I guess they could, um, you know, make your assets not, not valuable. But, um, I, I just think that you're going to see blockchain, uh, become pervasive through a lot of these gaming systems and start to see the concept of assets moving between games. And again, that's a, that's an outlier, but a part of what we've been talking about as, as the metaverse, this is, this is really what the metaverse means. It's all these different places where your digital identity can exist and belong to you, but also participate in these games, um, in a very seamless, uh, way. Very, very well said. All right. Well, that about wraps up our stories for today. Hope you guys found that interesting. We really appreciate your support and continued patronage of of our uh podcast i almost forgot the word um but yeah if you haven't already give us a follow on our social media accounts twitter at the underscore cryptocracy and instagram at the cryptocracy and remember to stay cryptic